I mean, in the moment, yeah, it was terrible. Mm -hmm. But in hindsight, I really realized how valuable it was because it taught me I have to have boundaries. Mm -hmm. If I don't put boundaries around my time and around the things that I'm willing to do and not do, people are just going to always pile stuff on. Like they will give you as much as you'll take. And I was like, no, no, no. It's time to really start thinking about what do I love? And what do I not love about this job? And I will embrace and do the things I love. But if I don't, and I don't have to do it, I'm not. I'm Mm -hmm. just going to say no. Your choice to begin and continue working in education should not be taken lightly. But how do you manage it all while keeping that fire burning bright so you can show up in your classroom and in life as your best self every day? That's what this show is all about. Welcome to the Burned In Teacher Podcast. I'm Amber Harper, classroom teacher, author of Hacking Teacher Burnout, and with more and more teachers quitting the profession or accepting hashtag teacher misery as their forever reality, I step in as your teacher burnout coach to help you take your next best steps to creating a happier and more fulfilled career and life. Now, let's take one more step forward and out of burnout together so we can burn on, shall we? Let's go. Hey there, Burned In Teachers. Welcome to episode 184 of the Burned In Teacher podcast. I'm Amber Harper, your host, and I'm so grateful that you decided to join us today for this Burned In Teacher Spotlight episode with a Burned In Teacher student and member, Wayne Basinger. Wayne has been teaching for 21 years, and he currently teaches Honors English 10 with an emphasis on philosophy and AP art history. He loves meditation, the Peloton, and gratitude journaling. And if you taught during COVID, then his story is going to be extremely relatable. But if you didn't teach during COVID, um, you're also going to find a lot of really great perspectives from Wayne because what you're going to realize, and you even heard it in the intro at the beginning of this episode, he learned a lot through this hardship and through this feeling of survival that he felt like he was in. And it's so extremely relatable. I actually get a little emotional listening to his story at one point. So we're going to dive into this episode here in just a minute, but I want to remind you of a couple of things. Number one, we've got the summer series book study coming up, the Hacking Teacher Burnout summer series book study. I am so extremely pumped about this. Starting June 3rd, I'm going to be taking you through the reflection questions in the Hacking Teacher Burnout book study guide that we have on TPT. So if you haven't already, you should definitely get your hands on Hacking Teacher Burnout and the book study guide, as well as join our Burned In Teacher Podcast Facebook community. You can get the links to all of those things here in the show notes. And of course, I'm sending links out to my email list. So if you are on my email list, you've probably already gotten these links sent to your way already. And if you have not considered leaving a rating and review, I would so appreciate it. Whenever you leave ratings and reviews, especially on Apple Podcasts, when other teachers go to Apple Podcasts and they search different topics like mindset or teacher burnout, ratings and reviews help burned in teacher to rank higher and helps them to find the podcast easier. And I got this amazing review from Living on Hope. She said consistent positive change and she gave us a really sweet five-star rating. 
I've been listening to Amber for almost two years after I discovered her book and website. She's helped me down a path of positive and consistent change. It hasn't been easy, but her support and advice have helped me to make so many changes in my personal and professional life. Amber doesn't just help people as teachers. She helps people as people. And you know, that is definitely the goal around here. So thank you so much, Living on Hope, for leaving that amazing review. I appreciate it so, so much. And I'd love to give you guys a shout out too. If you leave a rating and review on Apple Podcasts, it's super easy. Just go into the app, tap on the Burned In Teacher Podcast, scroll the way to the bottom, and you'll see a place where you can leave a rating and then type in a review. I would appreciate it so much. So I feel like I've said that like 15 times. So I apologize. And finally, if you find this interview intriguing and you want to have a success story like Wayne has had, then you can always join the Burned In Teacher University course anytime. I never close the doors and that is not a popular thing to do in the online business world, but I refuse. I want to help teachers when they need it and when you are at your rock bottom moment and you want the help and you need the help, I want to be here for you. So you can go to burnedinteacher.com slash course to learn everything about you know, what you'll learn, what you'll get. And if you have any questions at all, please feel free to DM me at Burned In Teacher on Instagram or send me a quick email, support at burnedinteacher.com. I would love to hear from you and answer any of your questions that you might have about changing your life through this course because that's what it was designed to do. This course is exactly what I needed when I was struggling so badly, so deeply, you know, close to 10 years ago. There was nothing like this in sight. And I decided to become my own hero, and I want to help you to become yours. So without further ado, let's dive in to my interview with Wayne. Well, hey, Wayne, thank you so much for joining us today on the Burned In Teacher podcast. Will you tell the uh, the listeners a little bit about you? Sure. My name is Wayne Basinger. I'm an English teacher at Cleveland High School in Reseda. Uh, this is my 21st year uh, at this school. And I'm also the coach of the debate team. Um, I work as a coordinator of my grade level in our magnet program. So I wear lots of hats, uh, can get a little stressful from time to time. And so thankful that I found your podcast and all of your wonderful strategies to stay burned in instead of burned out. Oh, thank you so much for being here. So yeah, you you are a very busy man. <laughs> for sure. So tell us a little bit about, um, let's start at the beginning. Like, did you always want to be a teacher? Is that something you always wanted to do? Or did you have a career before this? Let us know a little bit about that. Absolutely. Uh, this is my second career. At first, I was a human resources executive. So I used to hire and fire people for a living. Oh, that sounds fun. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I lived through the dot-com boom and bust. And so one mm. startup company I worked for made $250 million. We had an on-site massage therapist. Everything was amazing. Wow. And then the next company I worked for went bankrupt and I had to fire 163 people, including myself. Oh my gosh, that's yeah. atrocious. So what took you to teaching? I knew that I couldn't stay in a profession where I might have to fire, you know, 163 people, including grandmothers who were the sole means of support for their grandchildren. Uh, it just wasn't fulfilling. And I'd always had a desire kind of in the back of my mind to go into teaching and I knew a woman who was a counselor at the high school where I work. And mm -hmm. so she's like, oh, I think we're hiring in special ed. Uh, let me talk to the principal. I go in for an interview and in less than five minutes, I have a job offer. Um, I'm driving down to the district office and they're basically like, if you'll join an emergency credential program, I can hire you for next year. 
And so wow. it was like almost overnight that I went from being in the corporate world mm-hmm. uh, to becoming a teacher. Okay. So you started your teaching profession in special ed. Yeah, I did five years in special okay. education, both at like the special day class, which is kids who read at like a third to fifth grade reading level. Mm-hmm. And then RSP, where you're trying to integrate them back into, you know, into general education classes and give them extra support that they need to be wow. successful. That's fantastic. So is that, uh, is that part of your burnout story or, you know, you know, I was going to ask you, you know, what, yeah, of course, what is that story for you? I mean, has, have you just burned out once? Has it been multiple times, multiple reasons? Let us into that part of your life, if you will. Yeah, I've burned out a couple of times. I left special ed because it looked like we were just going to become glorified paper pushers and assistants in the classroom. They took away the, like the pullout classes where you actually got to work directly with kids Mm -hmm. and you were going to just sit in the back and basically write IEPs. And that didn't appeal to me at all. So that was kind of the first time I knew I needed to make a change. Mm -hmm. So I went back and got my uh, English credential and then uh, got into our magnet program here. And I've switched classes. I tend to get bored every five to seven years. I think I'm definitely in that burn, burned out and bored uh, situation quite a bit. And so luckily we have lots of flexibility between our grade levels. So I've taught, um, you know, a movie, uh, basically a film class. I've taught a digital production class. Like I've been able to switch things up, uh, but I really kind of found my sweet spot where I'm at now, um, both in philosophy and art history are the two classes I teach. And they're just absolutely fantastic. But I really hit burnout most recently during COVID. Mm-hmm. Like, it was just insane. We had somebody leave our program in the middle of the year. And so I had to take on an auxiliary that I didn't want, um, which means you lose your conference period. Um, it increases your grading. So, you know, you're doing all the prep and grading that you normally do during your conference period at home on the weekends. And so I just felt like I was just getting more buried and more buried and more buried. Yeah. And uh, I remember specifically, it was the third day of the semester last spring when Omicron was exploding. And we were supposed to go, we did two days of kind of social emotional learning, like helping the kids deal with the crisis that was, you know, impending that we all knew was coming. And then we were supposed to go back to curriculum. And I just woke up from a dead sleep in the middle of the night, run to my computer. And the only thought that kept running through my head was I'm not ready. I'm not going to be able to teach today. I don't have what I need. So I'm frantically looking through computer files, just trying to find anything to supplement the lesson. And then I look at the corner of the screen as 2.30 a.m. Oh, my gosh. And it was like, what on earth are you doing? And then I kind of sat back for a second. I'm like, I think I'm having a panic attack. But I'd never had one before. So I actually didn't know what a panic attack was. Mm -hmm. So I had to Google what are the symptoms of a panic attack. And it was racing heart, which absolutely had um, inability to sleep Mm -hmm. and inability to control your thoughts, like just spirals of negative thoughts. And I'm like, wow, I have the trifecta. I totally am having my first panic attack of my entire life. And I knew something was desperately wrong and I needed solutions Mm -hmm. immediately. Mm -hmm. Obviously, my body was telling me, stop trying to teach curriculum in the middle of an, you know, explosion of a pandemic. Like you need to ease in and let the kids ease in because the next day at school, one third of the students were out because of either fear of Omicron or they had it. And it was like, why are you trying to jump into curriculum in the middle of that? But, you know, our, our, our magnet coordinator and our principal said, you got to get back to curriculum. We got to push through it. And it was, it was crazy. 
Isn't it interesting how those stories that we tell ourselves really do affect our mental health and then eventually our, our physical health, like, like you said? I mean, and what's so scary about that situation too, is that panic attacks are a lot of times confused for heart attacks. Like you're wondering if this is something like panic attacks are obviously serious, but um, heart attack is obviously, you know, could be deadly. So that's, that's so terrifying that you, that you went through that. So, and it's also so interesting to me that, you know, you woke up, you were telling yourself that you were just going to jump right back in as if it was normal. And, you know, on the, the, that first day back of curriculum, because, you know, your powers at B were telling you that, you know, where now I hope that you see that you could have eased up on yourself a little bit, like yeah. they're not, there's like breathing down your neck. Right. Absolutely. And so I was very lucky. I had mm-hmm. a therapist who I was able to reach out to. Um, I'd used her a few years ago, but then, you know, reached out and said, Hey, I'm really struggling. Mm-hmm. Got me in. And we really started working on those negative thoughts. That mm-hmm. was the first place I had to attack. And so she introduced me to the concept of automatic negative thoughts, the, the ones that just keep reoccurring. And the ones that kept hitting me were, you're not working hard enough. You're not smart enough. You're not good enough to do this job anymore. You don't have it. The world's changed and you're just not ready for it. And the, that was just on repeat on a loop for me. And it, I almost quit. Like I really, I drafted my resignation letter. Mm. And would it, without therapy, I would have turned it in. I've been in that place, not specifically like yours, but hearing mm-hmm. like hearing you tell that story, it almost makes me emotional because yeah. when you get to that place, you really like in your mind, you know that there's no hope for you. Like you are telling yourself that there is no way out and you almost, it becomes that fight or flight, which is where that panic attack comes from. Right. Right. Exactly. Oh my gosh. So thank you so much for sharing that with us because yeah. that's, you know, that's so deeply personal. So leading up to the pandemic, were, were things okay? Were you were you feeling confident? You were just kind of cruising along. Um, was it in fact just that you know specific um, instance, that specific situation that you were put in with COVID? You know, was that the was that the cause, or as you've gone through this program and really reflected on where this began, did it begin before that? I've always had moments where I had burnout, but I was always able to bounce back. Mm-hmm. Right? You have, you know, in our program, we're a writing intensive program, college preparation. And so we have these massive essays that we give every 10 weeks. And so when you're in the middle of that stack of grading, you know, it's really easy to get burned out and you figure out how to shuffle things in your classes and you back off of grading until that pile is done. So I've it was manageable, but with mm-hmm. when COVID hit, what was normal and manageable became completely unmanageable. And then you throw in the stress of an additional class. It was also a a prep that I was not ready for. And it hid mid mid semester. The woman left in the middle of fall semester. And so I think I had three days notice. Wow. And luckily it was a class I had taught before that I was picking up. So I had the materials, but you know, you're just not in the groove when it hits you mid semester. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, I really, I fought, I used all of winter break to get prepared. I'm like, I'm going to be ahead of this. And then Omicron hits and all of those lesson plans I had just had to be thrown in the trash or at least delayed. 
And, and then there's that added, yes, that added yeah. frustration of the wasted rest, like your wasted yeah. break, because you did all of that work for free. And that just yeah. like, you can't just ignore that. It just eats away at you. I have totally been yeah. there too. Oh, yeah. I'm so sorry that you went through that way. And that just, that really, really just sucks. Yeah. No, it's, I mean, in the moment, yeah, it was terrible. Mm-hmm. But in hindsight, I really realized how valuable it was because it taught me I have to have boundaries. Mm-hmm. If I don't put boundaries around my time and around the things that I'm willing to do and not do, people are just going to always pile stuff on. Like they will give you as much as you'll take. Right. And I was like, no, no, no. It's time to really start thinking about what do I love and what do I not love about this job? And I will embrace and do the things I love. But if I don't and I don't have to do it, I'm not. I'm mm. just going to say no. I love it. And that's our yeah. podcast for today, people. Not <laughs> just <kidding. laughs> the end. No, but that's why I love your program so much because it, it does those two things almost right out of the gate. It makes you really reflect on your thoughts. Like why, what are the stories I'm telling myself? And if they're negative, like, is that reality or is that just a bunch of BS? Because the thing my therapist taught me to do, we call it the ant eater. And you take all of those negative thoughts and you list them on the left-hand side of a page and make a T-chart. And on the right, you write counters to it. Well, when has this not been true? Or when is this, is this just completely false? Mm-hmm. And you, once you start writing the counter arguments, you're like, this is ridiculous. This isn't true. This isn't reality. When did I come up with this story? And eventually I didn't even need to write the chart because I'm like, oh, it's the negative thought again. That's a lie. I'm just moving on now. And it, it's just, it was night and day. Mm-hmm. And then I could become creative again. Like I went back through my lesson plans. I'm like, oh my God, this is a winner that I used to use. And the kids loved it. I put it in, it was low grading because it was one that I used during a stressful time. And I'm like, mm-hmm. I want something that's going to be a winner. That's not going to bury me in grading. And it was like the kids ate it up and I was happy to be there and I was back in the groove again. Mm-hmm. But it, until I turned those negative thoughts off, I could not access the creative part of my teaching brain. And I just felt like I was getting buried further and further every day. And once yeah. I just eliminated the negative thoughts, I could I could unbury myself finally. You created clarity is what you did. Yeah. I mean, you yeah. really did. That, that burnout just becomes like this wall of fog where like you can't see past anything but how overwhelmed or frustrated or anxious that you are about all of these things that are happening around you. And it really does take you just stopping, just stopping and paying attention. And exactly what you were talking about with what your therapist called the anteater. That's what we do in the program with creating those rebuttals. Like this is a lie because, or that's BS, or this is not true. Like you're lying and like naming it, naming that part of you that tries to sneak in and tear you down is so important. Absolutely. Yeah. The mindset. I mean, I see exactly why you put that first, because it is absolutely positively the first step. You can't go to strategies until you tackle mindset. Mm -hmm. Because once I did that, the lights came on. (laughs) And that's what's so hard about doing this work is that nobody wants to hear that you have to start with your mindset, right? No one wants to hear that you have to accept responsibility that I'm not blaming you for this. It's not your fault. But you're the only one who can change this because you have to change your mind first. And no one can change your mind but you. Absolutely. It, 
Yeah, I, I do. I, and I use the language, you know, stop, you know, burning yourself out. Mm-hmm. And people do put up those defensive walls. But it's like, yeah, the system has lots of things that are going to try to burn you out. Mm-hmm. But you, if you're adding to it, if you're building, you know, helping to build that wall, stop, <laughs> just, yeah. stop just stop and take the actions that will help you breathe and help you be creative and find those solutions that are there. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm, I'm going to um, kind of, I'm going to kind of sneak up on you here and talk about something I didn't plan on talking about, but you asked such a great question on our coaching call last week. You said, how do I talk about these things that I'm learning and all of these things that have helped me so much, how do I talk about them and tell pe- people about them whenever they're, you know, having a hard time, whenever they're struggling? Um, how do I let them know about Burned and Teacher? I said, well, you can't. <laughs> like you you can't you can't preach to someone who doesn't want to, you know, sit in the pulpit, right? Like yeah. If they aren't there for it, there's, there's no use because, you know, we're not there to change their mind. We're there to, and I just said, continually just show up and model what it looks like. Right. So how has that gone for you? Uh, Pretty well. What I've done is I've approached teachers that I know are really struggling, who I think are open because they're at such a, they're at a bottom, right? They're, Mm -hmm. they're really close to rock bottom. And I'm like, Hey, do you just want to go out to dinner? Mm Mm-hmm. Can I just, you know, and I'll just, I just empathetically listen, Mm -hmm. like, tell me what's happening. And, you know, I took like three teachers out a couple of weeks ago and, you know, we met at like 4.30 at El Torito. We thought we'd have some appetizers Mm -hmm. uh, and we'd have some fun. We stayed for four hours because they just kept telling their stories Wow. of, you know, how they're burned out, how they feel Mm -hmm. underappreciated, you know, just not heard, not seen. Mm -hmm. And that was what made the dam break. Mm -hmm. And then they're like, what, what can you share with me? And so I started sharing, you know, little pieces of your workbook. And I'm like, Hey, listen to Amber's podcast. Let's, I mean, if you're really interested in it, join, you know, burned in teacher, it makes the transformation. It Mm -hmm. really does. Well, I really appreciate you sharing um, what, everything yeah. that you've learned and, and spreading the message. That's something that's, I can't, I can't, you know, whenever people listen to the podcast, of course, you know, I hope it feels like, you know, we're sitting down at, at the table together, um, but you're doing what I can't do. I can't be everywhere at yeah. once. So I just, I really do appreciate you, you know, spreading that burned in message. That's, that means a lot to me. Yeah, no, I'm happy to do it because I think you have really nailed the system. Like uh, I wrote a book, it was really more of a memoir for me to kind of process what I went through during Mm -hmm. COVID. Mm -hmm. And literally as I'm flipping through the book, going chapter by chapter, I'm like, wow, that's exactly what Amber said. Wow, that's exactly (laughs) what, like literally we are so on the same page. And so I'm so glad you put it in such a a condensed, easy to follow system that I can hand it to a teacher and go, do this, it works. It's it's really terrific what you've put together. Thank you so much. It really, I feel like it is my life's work. Yeah. It, I just, I never want anybody to suffer uh, in isolation um, and also in tandem very publicly <laughs> um, yeah. and not have a way out. Like we're just, we have this one life and I'm just, I'm so glad that, that it's had an impact on you in such a positive way. We are going to back up a little bit. <laughs> sure. Um, so tell me, how did you find Burden Teacher? Like what was your first, you know, touch point there? As I was coming out and mm-hmm. I just wanted more, like I, I thought I had some pretty good suggestions and my therapist had really helped me 
you know, dig my way out and really start to see the sunlight again. Mm-hmm. But I knew there had to be more. I knew there were people that were experiencing what I did. So I literally just did a Google search for burned out teachers. Mm-hmm. And yours was one of the first things that mm-hmm. came up. And then I saw you had so many podcast episodes on. I'm like, oh, my God, let me start listening. And then as I listened to more, I'm like, this is awesome. Does she have a course? And then you had a course. And so I bought the course. Mm-hmm. And then you have, you know, uh, the, the, the university and I'm like, okay, I'm going to do that. So I've just mm-hmm. progressively, everything I've needed, you have it there. And so I'm so happy I did that Google search and that you were one of the first things that came up. It was, it was fantastic. It was like fate that I found it. Oh, well, thank you so much for telling me that. So it, it, it's interesting because I'm so glad that it's coming up, you know, as one of the first, uh, one of the first yeah. things that you see, because when I Googled things back in, you know, 2009, 2010, you know, 2012, it was just the same list of things to do, like practice self-care, drink more water, get outside, which drinking more water, practicing self-care, getting outside are all good. You know, they're good for your mental health. Absolutely. But I needed to do way deeper work than that. And I, I mean, I'm telling you what, whenever I had that breakdown in 2014, that was my rock bottom moment, as you know. And that's when I dove into this idea of like self, uh, you know, self-help, personal development. I had never, I was, my gosh, how old was I in 2014? I was in my early 30s and I had never heard of the book, Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. Like, that's not a new book. Hello. <laughs> That's like one of the OG books that and like think and grow rich, you know, all of these amazing books that are all about your mindset, all about self-awareness. And I'm telling you what I needed that when I was like 10 <laughs> because I developed yeah. those habits. I developed habits of the lack of self-awareness and blaming other people for my problems and, um, and not being, and not taking action and not knowing what to do. And so I, I lay all of that out there, um, in the book and in the course. And I'm so glad that you have found that valuable and that it's showing up right there at the top of the search. Yeah, no, I, what I think yours does that most other things that I've found don't either they're toxic positivity. You can make it. It's fine. You're going to be great. Or it's the system is in the way and you can't, you know, until the system has changed, you can't do anything. Well, neither of those help, right? It, mm-hmm. it, you have to do it internally. Yes, it would be great if teacher pay went up and our class sizes were capped and, you know, you didn't have to take on auxiliaries or cover classes, but that's not the reality we live in. That's not mm-hmm. going to change anytime soon. It's up to us. If we want change, we have to make it internally and then hope that some external changes happen as well. And that's what I love about your program is it's hands-on things you can do yourself to make your life and mind better. Mm, Thank you. Thank you so much for saying that. So the first four modules are a lot of that internal work. And it's a lot of that, you know, mindset, self-awareness, really reflecting on how you got to where you are, who you want to be known as. It's all of these, a lot of that, like I said, inner work. Now, the last four modules are a lot about the action, the planning, thinking about where you want to go, how you're going to get there, who you need to talk to, planning those conversations, um, all goal setting, um, manifesting. It's all of these things that are setting you up to actually do something different. 
So if you don't mind me asking, what do you see for yourself? Like what actions have you been taking and where do you see yourself, you know, in the next year, three years, five years, if you don't mind sharing? No, absolutely. Uh, I have been the king of shelf help instead of Mm -hmm. self-help. So I read a book and then it goes on the shelf and I read a book and it goes on the shelf. And now I'm, I've transformed to going deep. Mm-hmm. What are the strategies? Read one book and fully implement the ideas and then move on. Mm-hmm. And so I'm really digging into burned in teacher, the actions. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I, I definitely have gone from burned out teacher to burned in teacher. Like I'm excited to be in the room again. Mm-hmm. I love teaching. I love the material I teach. I love the kids I teach. And now I'm setting up the system so I can maintain that. So when the heavy times hit, and they always do, mm-hmm. that, yeah, it's going to be a struggle, but I can bounce back. I can get through that because I have the systems I can rely on to help me make it through that. And um, like I said, your system just really puts it all into perspective. Like, okay, now your mindset's good. Now let's get to work to make the systems functional so you can keep bouncing back because, you know, we're teachers. It gets hard. There's no question. Yeah. Being a burned in teacher doesn't mean that you've got, you know, smooth sailing, blue skies. Well, I mean, you live in Southern California, so you have blue skies all the time. (laughs) But um, yeah, there's hardship to come. You know, we can't tell the future. We can't we can't make everything, you know, perfect. We're not perfect teachers. We don't have it all figured out, but we do have those systems in place, systems of support, even, you know, not just logistical systems to help to set us up for success, but support systems as well. Yeah. And then the other thing I'm really trying to do is be the light for other teachers Mm -hmm. because I see the other teachers at my school that are, they're struggling. Mm -hmm. You can tell they're one bad comment or one negative evaluation away from walking out and they're good teachers. They're good people who work hard and love kids. And if there's anything I can do to stop that, Mm -hmm. I'm going to do it. And so I've just, I've stopped caring what the administration might say or what other teachers might say. I'm reaching out and going, Hey, I found some strategies. I found some ideas. Do you just want to talk about what you're going through mm-hmm. and maybe we can find a way to make it better? Yeah. And I can tell you from experience, you know, I, we talked about this a little bit on our coaching call, but I said, I, you know, if someone is visibly upset, I will definitely go to them and tell them, you know, Hey, I'm here for you. If you need me, I'm not going to come in here and try to fix you. You know, I'm not going to come in here and tell you exactly what to do, but I just want you to know that I'm here for you. And it, it takes a lot of courage for someone that is feeling that broken, that is feeling that, um, that hurt, that frustrated, that hopeless. It takes a lot of courage for them to, to walk up to someone like you or me who, although we have hard times, we clearly are are handling them very differently. Yeah. I mean, others. there's a lot of shame involved, unfortunately. Absolutely. Like I think teachers, we tend to shame those that we mm-hmm. think are struggling. Oh, mm-hmm. you just can't hack it. When we've been through the most insane times in education in well over a century. Right. And so it's time for us to put down the shame barriers and go, how can I help? Mm-hmm. What do you need? Yeah. Wrap our and arms around it, these people. Absolutely. They need our love and support more than ever, more than ever. And it's interesting because even though the pandemic has, you know, kind of backed off, at least for now, 
you know, people are still hurting. People still need love. People are still overwhelmed. They're still overworked. They're still underpaid. You know, all of these things, like we've talked about, like the system is not set up for us to be successful. We need each other more than ever. Absolutely. And that's definitely the message I'm trying to convey at my school. Mm-hmm. I'm here for you. If you just need somebody to talk to, I'm here for you. If you need strategies to help, I'm here for you, yeah. whatever you need. And I think that's my mission. I just found a great quote that I think applies to you and to me, that you are always most powerfully positioned to serve the person you once were. Mm. That is exactly what it what it is, 100%. Yeah, and and can't that's understand. what I want to be. Yeah. You can't possibly yeah. understand unless you've been there yourself, right? Absolutely. So if you were to talk to somebody that, um, that was, you know, on the, like they're struggling, we've already kind of talked about that. And, you know, if they had heard about Vernon teacher university, um, what would you tell them? Um, what would you tell them about how, like, what would their first step be that you would suggest that they would take? I definitely think just really starting to reflect on the thoughts you have. I mean, it's mindset Mm -hmm. first. Mm-hmm. And so what are the thoughts that keep spiraling through your head and to, and really encourage people not to judge themselves, mm-hmm. right? Your mind is going to send you thoughts that are completely and utterly untrue, but until you capture them, you're just going to sit in that spiral and keep getting pulled further and further down. Mm-hmm. Be honest with yourself. What thoughts are going through your head? And then are they true? Really start to question. Are those accurate? Are those who you really are? Or is that what the circumstance you've been thrown into has made you? And are there ways to change the circumstance Mm -hmm. to make that untrue? 100%. So what caused you to, you know, dive in and enroll in Vernon Teacher University? Like you said, you found the podcast, you listened, you noticed there was the chorus, you noticed then um, that that you could enroll, that I don't close the doors because I want to help teachers whenever they need the help. Um, what, what caused you to say, I'm in, I I'm ready to do this. The fact that, you know, you, you make overviews available so people can make an informed decision if it's going to help. And everything I read was like things that I already knew were true. I just needed to go a deep dive and get practical strategies to do it. So everything I looked at, I'm like, it totally resonated. Like, yeah, I totally believe that now I need the strategy to go achieve it. Mm-hmm. And that's what burned in teacher does it just gives you those practical strategies and i love the fact that you say i'm just going to drip 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 it out it's not like you get a whole course thrown on you and like do it because right. like i'm already overwhelmed you know what are you talking about <laughs> just do and it i know you guys like i am yeah. you if i were to get that full course in my inbox and i was you know feeling overwhelmed already and i but i'm also i'm an overachiever like right. i want that gold star and i'm gonna like binge watch it or binge listen, but then I'm not going to necessarily take any action. And that's one big reason that I drip it out over eight weeks. And you have access to any lesson, any module, any time after that. But it's, it's really too, because I know you guys, I know you, I know you would just go, 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 go. Um, When I want you, I want this, this is a marathon. This is not a sprint. And a lot of teachers who go through this, they go through it twice. Because they've got to hear it. They've got to let it wash over them. And then, you know, they'll take it, they'll go through it again in, you know, three to six months and they're further along than what they were before, or they maybe grabbed on, latched onto something that maybe they didn't the first time. And um, it's, it's really powerful stuff. 
Yeah, that's what I love is you can kind of take what you need at any given moment mm -hmm. and then go back to it. Like this summer, I plan to really do another deep dive because I grabbed the things I knew I needed to get through the year. Yes. But this summer, I'll have time to reflect and go, okay, how am I going to set myself up to be successful all throughout the year and be even a better teacher than I was this year? Mm -hmm. And so that's what I love about the program. I can go back to it and grab the new things I need because you're right, you progress. And so the things that I needed three months ago are not the things I'm going to need during the summer when I'm trying to prep and plan for the following year. Mm. I love it. That's such a great idea. So Wayne, is there anything else that you'd like to share with the listeners of the podcast today before we sign off? The only thing I can say, if you're on the fence about joining Burned In Teacher or you know, the, the university is jump in. It is so worth, I mean, you make it so incredibly affordable. I, I can't believe you don't like charge the price you charge. Um, and it couldn't be, it's worth its weight in gold. Like these strategies will make you feel good again, that you know you can take action to make your life better. Wayne, thank you so much. The, those words mean so much to me. And I hope that anyone who's listening to this, who has felt hopeless listening to you, there's no way you can't believe that there is. <laughs> so you're here in the flesh. So thank you so much for sharing your story. Thank you so much for saying such nice things about the program. It's, it's my baby and I will never stop. And I just, I want to help as many teachers to heal from their burnout and to grow and to see it as an opportunity to change their life. And, um, I, I'm so proud to be part of your journey. So thank you again so much for being here. Oh, it's my absolute pleasure and privilege. And I believe me, I'm going to be your greatest cell evangelist. I'm going to tell everybody I know that'll listen, listen to Amber. She's got great stuff. Oh, thank you so much, Wayne. All right. If you are curious about Burned In Teacher University, go ahead and go to burnedinteacher.com slash course. And of course, you can always email me at support at burnedinteacher.com if you have any questions about the program. Thank you so much for being here. Now take a deep breath because you just took another step to becoming a Burned In Teacher. Burn on. If you enjoyed today's podcast episode, you can head over to burnedinteacher.com where you can access the entire vault of Burned In Teacher podcast episodes and more information about ways I want to help you go from burned out teacher to burned in human. If you enjoyed today's episode, I would be so grateful if you would head over to iTunes and leave a review and a rating about the Burned In Teacher podcast. Until next time, take a deep breath because you just took another step to becoming a burned-in teacher. Burn on.